This is Andrew from the Brew News Podcast. This week and next week, we will be doing a uh, two-part episode where we interview Danny and Andy of Loaded Grape, a wine and beer bottle shop in Greensboro, North Carolina. I want to go ahead and apologize for the sound quality. We do have a little bit of uh, background noise, uh, but I hope you guys enjoy. This is part one of our two-part with Loaded Grape. Welcome to the Brew News Podcast, all the news that's fit to brew. I'm Andrew Jennings, and today we are joined by Andy and Danny of Loaded Grape. Welcome, guys. Hey. Hey, how you doing? Doing great. So tell us about Loaded Grape. What is it? We are a bottle shop, pretty much plain and simple, but you can also come in and get a drink. You can have a glass of wine. We have draft beer. Um, It's a great place to sit and relax. Mm -hmm. Um, It's pretty much uh, your go-to place to... Have a quiet evening in the conversation and then take a bottle home for dinner or or for a gift or something yeah uh, i would say that we, you know on the beer side uh, not only six drafts but we also have about 60 uh, beers in cannon bottle uh, out of our cooler so um and we try to um rotate that selection around because we know that beer people like to see the newest stuff out there and uh and try the newest stuff out there and uh, so that's what we try to do um so uh we also can mix and match six packs to go uh we can also uh have a nice selection of four and six packs to uh, to purchase as well in the back so uh really anything that a beer lover is looking for we have here awesome yeah. amron untapped for beer lovers excellent yeah. excellent um so how long have you guys been loaded grape little over a year and a half now yep okay. just about so and um who has been your i guess when you guys were starting out like who is your target audience who are you trying to bring in because you do have a really yeah you do have a good beer selection but let's be honest your wine selection is solid yeah well, i like to say that we have the largest wine list in town uh, probably the best wine list in town because you can grab a bottle off the shelf mm-hmm. open it and drink it here if you don't finish it you can take it with you Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're dealing with retail prices. You're not dealing with restaurant pricing. Right. Right. Um, we, we uh, when we were, you know, looking to create this space, um, trying to find a way to make wine as approachable as beer, um, and let the consumer know that because uh, wine can be scary, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you do swish and you do all, you know, smell. You know, for the novice, that they they're afraid of it. Um, that's why they could probably gravitate the beer you just pour it and drink it and if you like it you drink more of it if you don't you move on to the next thing well the same for wine um and Definitely. trying to teach the consumer that each one of those labels is like a craft brewery right but it's they're just making wine <laughs> and so that's been our approach so people like coming in here because we're not being snobby about the wine mm-hmm. if you don't know anything we're not looking down on you we're just here to educate you and get you to the stuff that you like so you drink more of the things that you do and we try to get you away from the things that you don't like yeah and wine it's the same as beer really if you drink it if you like it great if you don't you know it's the same thing mm-hmm. but you don't know until you taste and that's why we have so many events i mean we have up to five events a week usually that involve mm-hmm. tastings or music or just food related um but that's part of our education and how we get people to learn new wines and try different things that they wouldn't normally try it's outside the box mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about yourselves um, how did you guys meet uh, why did you decide you wanted to go into business together Whew, that was a long time ago wasn't it tinder tinder <laughs> <laughs> um, I worked at Greensboro College and that's how we met and I don't know if you were a, I don't know what year you were but maybe um, a senior or yeah. a junior 
Uh, Danny was a student there, and I worked there as a graphic designer for the college. Okay. And that's how we met, and we used to take photographs you know, of students and promote the college and things like that. And, of course, Danny has been into that pretty much his whole life. He was the mascot at Greensboro College. And, mm-hmm. um, so he was, an, he was a natural. He's great in front of the camera. He's good with people. So, um, you know, that's one, one reason why we met and, and used him then. And, mm-hmm. um, and then I'm talking a little bit. Danny can probably answer this more better than I can. But then he worked there after he graduated. Mm-hmm. And so we became co-workers. And we've known each other ever since. So that's yeah. been about almost 20 years now. Yeah, close to that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah so um, uh, when Andy approached me about two years ago about the space and, and doing this um, – business um you know we we were always kind of talking about um we always joked about it joked about doing you yeah. doing actually an urban winery that yeah. was really what we wanted to initially to do was uh you know buy juice from other people and make our own wine uh but not have vineyards just mm-hmm. kind of this really cool urban downtown setting for for wine uh and wine production and um you know they, if the joke in the wine business is if you want to make two million dollars start with a million because um, it's <laughs> uh, um, we didn't have a million dollars so that's yeah we didn't, <laughs> yeah uh, so we, we we knew that uh, um, that was going to be difficult but we, when this opportunity came about we, we hopped on it and mm-hmm. and I think in a year and a half we've really uh, created something special here in Greensboro so tell us about th- this opportunity that you guys have that is loaded grape so why did you guys choose this space it, traffic yeah well, yeah, there's a lot of reasons why. I mean, it actually kind of just fell into our laps, actually. But um, I think I initially said no at first, and then I approached Danny about it, and we talked about it. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of reasons why. Competition is not that big here compared to other cities, like of this type of, mm-hmm. of shop compared to Charlotte or Raleigh, um, and even in Durham and places like that. Um, there's, a, there's some wine bars here in Greensboro, but we're not really a wine bar. We kind of straddle that line between wine bar and bottle shop, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's traffic, it's zip code, it's uh, um, it's a we have parking. I mean, there's a ton of parking here. All the parking, um, and actually, the the shops that that are in this space as well. I mean, you have you know you have one of the best Chinese takeouts in Greensboro here. You have Salvino's here. You have coffee shop here. You have lingerie, nails, hair salons. So that demographic, which is mostly women. Um, was already shopping here to begin with mm-hmm. and then you add in the traffic and the zip code and um, It, it kind of we thought it was a really good bet basically so okay. awesome. So Why did you guys even want to do a wine bottle shop? I know you said you wanted to start a urban winery, which Admittedly sounds fantastic, but like anything like breweries It's a great way to take out a million dollar loan and pay it back five dollars at a time um, so why did you guys choose a wine bottle shop? And then, I guess the corollary is, why did you also include beer? Because you could do just pure wine, like Rioja. Mm-hmm. Um, we already had them, but we had them for years. In 1618, before it became Midtown, when it was just the wine shop, um, mm-hmm. uh, there was those two. And then you had Craft City, I think they were around before you guys. And they seem to have drifted more towards beer. Now, admittedly, all these are a couple miles away from your location, but why did you guys choose a wine bottle shop with beer as well? Well, because we knew that people were going to try to come in here and enjoy wine, and to, and knowing from hearing from clients and or people that we knew ahead of time that oh my husband doesn't drink wine, well mm-hmm. now you're never going to bring your husband here because they they only drink beer. I mean, and, and 
so when we took over this uh, space uh, and made it the loaded grape, we realized that we had to have beer. Uh, the kind wine and beer kind of go together, right? Uh, so houses are divided, and you got to bring them together. Right. Um, and because of that, um, uh, as we as we added more uh, of a selection, um, the sales for for beer increased. Um, and some people will sit here and start with a bottle of wine and go, you know what? <laughs> Let me get a let me get a brew on tap right now. That's what I right. want to finish with. Or some will start with a beer because it's so hot outside, and then as the night cools, all of a sudden, like let's get a good bottle of red. Now that I'm I'm I'm, I'm feeling good. Um, uh, so the the I guess the real core of that uh, answer is um, they they need to go together. Right. Uh, and and going to where I look at a, a sixteen eighteen Midtown or Rioja. I look at them more as your traditional wine bar, right? They're they're serving charcuterie boards, and we're not really serving food. That's not our ultimate goal is to get you in there uh, and, and, and have you eat on top of what you're having to drink. Here, we want you to come relax, have a drink, mm-hmm. um, or take something to go. Uh, it's not our main purpose to have you have food. Um, as for Craft City uh, and Gate City Growlers, they, they are that, that, that place that most people think, okay, I'm going to go in here and find um, a, a selection of beer uh, that I'm not going to find at my local restaurant or um, a, other other establishment uh, because those places are probably, probably serving your more uh, mass-produced name brand beers uh, because that's what you can do volume on. Um, so you're not finding that um, selection of specialty product um, that you can where you have a bottle shop um, atmosphere. We also are trying to get it more into that specialty side <laughs> yeah, of things. We're moving that direction. We're moving that sure. direction, right. and because really a lot of times those those uh, those brewers and breweries are looking for um, volume of their product mm-hmm. to be able to get that specialty stuff. We're now getting to the point in a year and a half in that we're doing volume with several of those breweries, and they're now saying, "Hey, we're only making twenty kegs of this." You know, ten are staying right here, and ten are getting allocated out. Would you like a keg? And so we're starting to get asked ahead of time do we want that keg which allows us to put some special stuff on tap here that you're not getting anywhere else in town that's excellent and and that's what we look for both in beer and especially wine i mean some of the wine tastings we have the winemakers bring in they made 160 cases of it that's it Mm -hmm. and you're not going to find that at hardly anywhere else Um, but to go back to the original question for me that's it just it it circles around it goes together Mm -hmm. but i like beer I like wine. I like spirits. I like it all. So we want to serve what we like and what we know. Right. So we want to present that to other people. And based on the feedback, we, we, did, a, we did a long, soft opening. Uh, and we had a lot of feedback that went back to this. says, yes, my husband doesn't like wine. Um, great. That reinforced that, that we like beer, too, and so do they. So it just made total sense. Um, and also, we got a lot of feedback this my husband doesn't like craft beer. Mm. So, Miller Light on tap. Coors Light, Nicole Bulcher, we have the domestics, you know, cold and ready to go, take home or sit here and drink here. Yeah. So we did get a lot of feedback and we learned a lot that a lot of the, especially the older demographic, mm-hmm. they don't they don't like to go to craft brewers because they don't mm-hmm. like the beer. It's just not their style. They didn't grow up with it. Right. So we have a little bit of options for all demographics. 
I know that that older demographic is definitely something because I know my parents didn't get into craft beer until I was well into craft beer. Right. Because then I would bring it home. Yeah, you kind of forced it on. And so force upon them. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? Oh, well, it's an IPA. You're, right. You're not going to like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Just try it. That's the whole point. Right. People say, we get in this whole argument, not argument, we get in a discussion with customers and with ourselves about Chardonnay, right? Mm-hmm. Chardonnay is just so different everywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. So everybody has their box. Um, and, you know, I don't like that Chardonnay. Well, just try it, right? Mm-hmm. And we've had that. We've, I don't like Chardonnay. We'll try it. I'll take two bottles of that. Next thing, yeah. Yeah, so they don't know until you try it. And that's why it's good about the, us being a bottle shop and doing all of our education and tastings and things because people come and you get to try. Mm-hmm. Most of the time for free, something they never had before. Mm-hmm. I know I've been here and had a, I've had a couple of uh, wines of styles I generally don't like. Then I wind up taking a bottle home. Yep. And I've got a couple of Sauvignon Blancs that I've had from you guys that are excellent. Right. Would I have picked a Sauvignon Blanc off the shelf? Heck no. Right. Uh, not a huge fan. Laura hates the style. Um, but we came here, had a nice tasting, took a bottle home. There you go. And then some of the Chardonnays, you guys are do. I'll say this with Chardonnays, you do a great job of releasing your tastings, making them seasonal. So mm-hmm. like myself, I'm a huge, big, buttery, oaky Chardonnay. Right terrible this time of year <laughs> yes which is why in our wine club we didn't pick one of those right right, right. so yeah. we picked and in fact when we tasted it we were like here try this what is it i'm not going to tell you just try it and see if you like it right yeah, I, they liked it usually so that's always good oh, that's it's a good. chardonnay oh okay wow <laughs> well same thing goes like with that. riesling i mean last mm-hmm, last yeah. month we had a dry riesling yeah. and most people were like, oh, Riesling, and they're thinking it's sweet, and then they drink it, and they're like, oh, this is not this is not sweet. Yeah. And, you know, when you add in the summer heat of 100 degrees outside, they go, you know, I can drink this on the porch right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and we're on the patio and, and really enjoy it. And that's, that, again, that we have wine clubs and beer clubs to get people to, to, to try things and, and buy things that they probably wouldn't go to the grocery store and pick out. Right. And that, I think that's the benefit of finding your local bottle shop. Yeah. Or um, that they don't have. Yeah, or that they don't have either. Yeah. So, um, you know, when some, some people think about price um, as, a, as a prohibitive reason for coming into a shop like this. And I'd say that we're probably just as competitive as your local box store, um, grocery store. Um, and we do that on purpose yeah. because, you it's know, very we, conscious. it's decision. very conscious to be able to say, hey, yeah. we know if we get you in here, we're going to do the volume that we need to do anyway. Yeah. So definitely in terms of like the quality of your wines, I know that. Just for full disclosure for our audience, this is our my local wine shop. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. and I remember your wine clubs. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, full disclosure on that one. <laughs> but well, um, tell us a little bit more about the process of opening. Um, what were the challenges that you guys were facing? Um, financing, creating the business, the business plan, finding your voice as a company, creating the atmosphere that people see when they come in today. I, I would say Andy created a business plan, and I think we used five percent of it (laughs) (laughs) well Uh, you get into something and then we we get feedback and we run into things that we didn't think about like i mean i worked in wine retail before so i I knew how to sell wine Mm -hmm. um but as far as opening up a wine shop i've never done that before Mm -hmm. Um, and neither is danny but i i would i would say that what happens is you you go in with grandiose ideas on how you're going to spend the money but as the money starts getting spent you have to realize you have to you have to then cut back um and we also knew that we needed to grow at at a slower pace 
um, you can't ideally come in here and, and put in a hundred thousand dollars worth of wine and hope that you're going to move it and then you fall in a, a, a cash negative spot right so as we grow and as we continue to grow we continue to uh, bump up the shelves add higher price points add add those things that initially some people might have walked in and go no nah, that's not the place for me they don't have enough 80 to 200 dollar bottles on their shelf and there's people that we probably lost initially for that that's a, but, there's a person like that oh yeah there's there's a market for that for sure. there's a market for that okay um and so they they you know we probably have lost that person or they came in and they're like oh you don't have enough stouts so i'm not going to come here by stout right. so it's 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 all a kind of a growing process for us uh, you know um we even talk about seating. You know, we maybe initially didn't have enough seating. Now, you know, we're trying to figure out how to fix the seating again on how to get a couple of more seats in here. Because as we grow in popularity, you know, a Friday, Saturday night, seating's at a prim- premium. Um, and you don't want people walking out. You want them to stay here um, and not go some, not go to your competitor. Uh, but on the same lines, the more popular you are, uh, it does make it does make it easier to to, to make a profit and, and, and grow the shop um, as you know as you can without putting yourself again. It's all about cash flow in, cash flow out, right. um, and, and and staying balanced and, and not overreaching too soon, uh, but yet not under delivering. Uh, on a product. So as we tell all our customers from the beginning to now, you know, just keep on growing with us. We're going to keep on growing. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, you might love this bar stool, but at some point that bar stool might not be there. I mean, you just got to grow, you know, we might need a new one. We might mm-hmm. need to, we might change how that looks. Um, but, at, you know, as we continue to grow, there might be a second three-door cooler at some point because we're going to need to have more wine cold and more beer cold. Um, and it's just a matter of uh, of doing it at a pace that when people come in and go, oh, I like that new change. Oh, that's great. And sometimes we make changes like paint paint the bathroom and nobody ever notices. So, but most of the time they do. They say, oh, those are new bar stools, or oh, that's a new. You did something new over there, and people do notice. Mm-hmm. And our customers do take note. Um, and yes, we have chosen to grow slow and take little steps. It's frustrating at times. For sure, you know, but mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, pace yourselves. Yeah, it's not a marathon for sure. No, oh, if you want to, if your if your goal is to start a business and be in business, you, you need to know how to manage that cash flow. Mm-hmm. Um, there's and there's seasonality to it. You know, we're gonna have to start gearing up for the fall now. Now, um, but the but the summer's slow. And the slower, right? Mm-hmm. The J months, right? Uh, in retail are not really great months, right? January, June, and July. Yeah. Um, you know, January you just got done with everybody spending money at Christmas. Yeah, so it was poor. Yeah, yeah. Poor. Yeah. And then June and July, everybody's taking vacation because mm-hmm. it's nice out. So you don't want. You're like, wow, I don't. And and while Greensboro is a great city, it is not a tourist destination. Not a tourist destination. As much as you try to make the hoppers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> hoppers or or uh, or the zoo or or, or uh, well, any of those things are just not more breweries. More yeah. stuff coming. It'll it'll get there. Yeah, but, it'll get know. there. But yeah, yeah, no. But yeah, I, I see I see that point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so so now you know we're looking at ahead to go. Okay, by September October we need to have uh, the quantities in here for November, which will be Thanksgiving inventory inventory right. uh, um, <laughs> in December uh, because this is also the time that's the time of year when the person who doesn't normally buy any buy that stuff comes in and goes well. 
I have my, my boss, or uh, I have a family member coming that likes, mm-hmm. you know, that, Cabernet. That special uh, gift. That's spe- either it's a that special 40, gift. $40, 50 they, $60, $80 bottle, yeah. right. or I'm having a holiday party and I need a, two cases of wine. Right. That's all November, December for sure. Yeah, we right. need to be ready for yeah. that. You're not moving port most of the time of the year, but come the holidays, people yeah. want to drink port after, with the dessert. Right. You know, so that's that's the time of year that they do it. Right. Yeah. So November, December, I'm assuming, besides you know, families in town, so everyone wants to get drunk, plus all yes. the parties, things like those are probably your busiest months, yes. at least in terms of the bottle movement. Yes. Um, do you still see the same foot traffic during those months? Is yes. That, does that peak up, or is it mostly out the door? Our winter months. So we have the bar side, and of mm-hmm. course, we don't have we have a small patio, so not a really big patio. So we're usually packed on weekends mm-hmm. in the cold weather. When it rains, we have really good, you know, inside crowds and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it definitely picks up. So I mean, we've had actually we've been very lucky. So June and July, we've had good months. Um, we were cautious about it, and we didn't spend as much as we talked about, but. Um, we, we've been lucky, so. Yeah. I'd also say that one of the business models um, that we started early on, which was the wine clubs and the beer club, um, that is what allows a slow month to, to not be slow, mm-hmm. right? Because individuals have to come in, pick up their wine, or, or pick up their beer, and then they go, oh, well, I'm here, let me have one. Yeah. <laughs> and so you end up getting a little bit more right. uh, intentionally. But it also helps, you know, in that first day of the month when, you, when you're when you able to charge those clubs that you know that you have a certain amount of sales done yeah. already. Cash flow is Cash flow is in. Mm-hmm. You have your, you can pay rent, you can pay your cable, you can pay your... Mm-hmm. Uh, it covers your the basics. Basic stuffs. Uh, uh, so that, um, so that, 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 ability to grow those those clubs um and it's growing pretty strong actually for a year and a half in we're happy with it yeah over 120 in the in the wine club alone so and it's great for us i mean i like you said you get me in here minimum once a month for a wine club tasting and i always buy at least something on my way out besides what i get for the wine club so yeah yeah, i mean you're right and you have a glass while you're here too usually have a glass on you yeah, yeah. <laughs> usually. Usually. Usually, yeah, yeah. Uh, go home with two bottles and a glass or two. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so with the space and uh, with what you guys have done, not just that, but like modeling, like having the wine clubs, things like that, What were there any inspirations for that, for that design, that element? You know what? We did a lot of, we did a lot of research being Pinterest and Googling and mm-hmm. I read some articles and things like that. Um, and we both, we all kind of got together and did that individually, and then we shared it. We talked about it, and you know, we tried it. You know, we said, "What about this?" And we, it's been a very collaborative process. I mean, we've agreed, you know, like, "Yeah, that would be good," or "That wouldn't be good," and we're, "That would be good." And we tried it, and like, "Yeah, that's not good." So, let's, mm-hmm. and then we've changed, and you know, we keep tweaking things and you know, adding things, um, like you mentioned earlier. And the part of that is growing slow, but also, you know, it's an improvement. Mm-hmm. People see that as progress. And they like that, you know what I mean. So they, they say, "Oh, these guys are always doing something new. They're always doing this new event. They're always keeping it real." Um, and that's <clears throat> that's how we've kind of come out with the space. And you know, we do things like art shows, invite the local artists in. Um, we have burger trucks. We have full dinners. We we utilize the space as much as we can, based on our core products of wine and beer. Yeah, I, I'll take some photos for our uh, Instagram and our webpage, but um, your bar, I still love your bar, 
with all the uh, the wine boxes on the side panels, side panels of wine boxes. We get a lot of compliments on the bar. So you guys have a very, you have a unique feel when you come in. I'll be completely honest. And I didn't know if there's, because I know you're a bit of an artist, Andy. Yep. Did um, did you have, were you drawing on something when you designed this, or did you design this at all? I mean, we drew it out, we mapped it out like we, you know, we talked about, but yeah. then, you know, of course it wasn't a scale, um, but. You know, and then we lived and learned based on our process. Oh, I can fit. We can probably fit this many seats. Yeah, that's not going to work. Mm -hmm. um, you know, um, you know, we looked at different paint schemes. I mean, it was a basically looked like the hospital when we first got here. Like everything was white. Um, we knew we needed to add a bar, traffic, and revenue to get people in, and hopefully they'll take a bottle or two home. Mm -hmm. um, but we we've always we're always tweaking on you know the look and. Um, how it fits the space and what we do for for like live music and things like that. Now, what was here before? Because you guys, you sort of hinted at this before. You you took over this space. Um, what was this before it was loaded grape? It was still a it was still a wine package shop. Um, it was called Triad Wine, mm -hmm. and so uh, it was open for about six months and before we before we took over. Um, that's uh, all it was. It was just a wine yeah, there retail was no, come in and go. No on premise. Okay. So it was just essentially this one wall yeah. of your current yeah. facility. That's and it. that's it. That's yeah. it. No bar, no No the bar the bar was there. The bar was there, okay. But it was separate and he the way it was laid out was different than what we have now. So Okay. Yeah. It wasn't used as a bar bar. Yeah. We we definitely filled the space up to the point where it's yeah, at, yeah. at it's first we were, first we were like, Oh my god, what are we gonna do? You know, and now we're like, oh, let's knock out a wall. I mean, you know, because yeah. it's just like Take over the running out of room. Go. So, <laughs> yeah, I know um, you guys have changed a lot in the last year since I've been here. Um, and since you guys have been open, have been have there been any new challenges besides just you know the initial challenges, obviously, of like creating cash flow and getting a name out there? But have there been anything new that's cropped up? Any new challenges or um, sorry, going back to my notes um, or. And if you have faced those challenges, what solutions have you found? Have you found any creative solutions to solve those problems? I think one challenge was a food truck, because at first we tried to have a lot of food trucks. Mm -hmm. um, and we found that it wasn't working quite as well as we thought. Mm -hmm. um, so, and I think one of the solutions we did is we added an event with it, or we added it to a live music night, or we added a tasting with it. So burgers and blends was really popular. So you had a burger and three blends. Or we tried to pair it with, a, you know, another food trucks. We tried to match the food truck and add a tasting to it, mm -hmm. and that worked better than just having a food truck here. Yeah, yeah. I would say that was you, you live and you learn, and you know, you know, most people are going to those breweries expecting that, knowing that they don't have food, um, but. We tried to do the food truck thing, and it just, for some reason, because we have so much stuff around, and we allow anybody to bring anything they want in, um, it, it made it tough because they'll be like, well, I don't really want to eat off that truck tonight, so I'm going to go over to the Chinese place, or right. I'm going to go over to Longhorn, or I'm going to order pizza, or I'm going to... So the, the, the problem always was like, well, now we're not hitting that minimum that the truck wanted, mm -hmm. um, and, that, and they just didn't want to come back. Um, so now we have to be very intentional of... Hey, um, it's 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 that food is paired with wine, and then people see that more as an event type thing. Going, oh, it's a it's a it's a pairing, mm -hmm. um, and then they they really um, 
make a conscious decision. That's what they're coming to eat dinner. And then we sell tickets ahead of time. So we already know, hey, 20, 30 people are going to eat off the truck. Um, and we can prepare and we have the wine ready. Um, and, and then you have the next 10, 15, 20, 30 people end up eating off the truck. And it ends up being successful for not only the truck business, but also for us that night. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we want. We want them and, to be successful. And we'd probably, and, and seasonality about it, we haven't done one in a while, partly because it's summertime and all those food trucks are busy doing fairs and festivals and all right. that sort of stuff. So we'll probably start bring, doing that type of event again as soon as it starts getting colder. Mm-hmm. They're not as busy. They're looking for places to be able to have the, the volume to keep running throughout the year. Um, so that, that fall, winter months, we'll probably be seeing some more of those pairings uh, with the trucks. Yeah, I know your um, the Valentine's Day dinner you guys had last year was spectacular, and I haven't been able to make it back for one of your other dinners. But so the upcoming dinner is actually tailgate. It's going to be a tailgate theme. will be in, uh, in, in September, and um, we're going to be pairing uh, both beer and wine with those with those entrees. Um, and uh, we, we partner with the Porterhouse um, and uh, to do those meals and menus and. Um, uh, it, this one's going to be a lot of fun because we're actually going to encourage people to, to wear their favorite team jersey, whether it be college or, or uh, pro. And I think that'll be fun to have everybody in here supporting their team's uh, uh, colors. Uh, we may have to separate some fans. But yeah, probably. Rivalry, but, you know. Yeah, but I think it'll be fun to just to have people you know, say, hey, throw your favorite team you know, jersey on or, or, or colors or whatever and, yeah. and, and come enjoy uh, the pairings of what you can then – Again, it goes back to the education that Andy always brings up. You know, we're going to show you, hey, this pairs with something you're going to have at the tailgate. So now you know, hey, you know what? I can go in a little grape, grab that. We're going to go tailgate, and I'm going to know that what I what I'm bringing or what I'm making right. at the at that tailgate is going to go wonderful, and everybody's going to be like, wow, this is really good, and you look like the hero. Right. Um, and I, I think that's actually the core of why we do that because. Mm-hmm. You know, going to a restaurant and eating those really nice meals, you know, they're really great, um, and I like to go to those things, but that's a one-time special thing. You're not going to recreate that at home, right? right? But when you come in here and try Ben & Jerry's Cherry Garcia with a Cabernet that we paired, you can recreate that experience at home, you know, or the barbecue potato chips with Pinot Noir. You can re- recreate that on a Tuesday night while you're watching Netflix, and that's what it is. Wow, I'd never do that. Because you do it anyways, but you don't know. You just pick whatever you have. Right. But now you know what to pick. And so you'll come get that bottle that we hike, that we highlighted or showcased with that. And, and that's why we do it. We're not selling food. We're selling bottles. Yeah. So, and that's, you know, recreate that experience at home. And oh, The know. food's really good. Yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. The food's <laughs> really good. The food's fantastic. But, yeah, but, yeah. but it's not, that's not the core purpose. We're not right. trying to ha- highlight that that menu right. item and maybe have you come back into that restaurant to eat that menu item. Right. Um, so we're, we're more about getting, educating you about that beer or that wine that night. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a lot of fun. A lot of times it, those, those events are tied with a brewery-specific rep being here mm-hmm. um, and, and talking about those their process and products um and so for instance when we did uh not too long ago was an oregon food wine and beer pairing um which um we ended up uh, highlighting uh, rogue uh, brewery uh and um and several um oregon wineries um and it was fun because the rogue guy brought lots of fun stuff to give out we did some raffles and stuff um and so everybody had a had a great time in here um and I, and I, as I joke about it, I was like, it's hard to believe because we're not being a restaurant. We use paper, plastic plates, and plastic silverware, and everything. And I said, you know, at the end of it, you forget 
because the food is so good mm-hmm. and the and the pairings are so good that you're that you're not using fine china. <laughs> and that's and at yeah. the end they're like, yeah, you're right. I wasn't even thinking that you know I'm using a plastic fork. Yeah. Um, the only thing uh, washes the cups. Yeah, the only thing is washes the cups. So. Um, and it's, it, they're really great uh, things, and you'll be able to find those on our Facebook page um, and, our, and our website, loadedgrape.com. Um, uh, so if you're interested in doing one of those, oh, yeah. it should get posted um, you know, with, by the middle of August. Uh, okay. So if you want to sign up. Thank you for listening to the first part of our interview with Danny and Andy. Next week, we're going to focus on word-of-mouth marketing and uh, what the trends are in Bottle Shop. In the meantime, feel free to follow them on Instagram and Facebook. Just search for The Loaded Grape and go to www.loadedgrape.com if you want to see their events coming up. Cheers. Thank you for listening to this week's Brew News. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to subscribe and give us a rating in whichever app you found us on. We value your feedback and it also helps the show reach more listeners. If you have any thoughts or suggestions for future breweries or with a brewery and would like to join us, feel free to tweet or follow us on Twitter at brew underscore news. We're on Instagram at brewnewspod, and you can visit our website, brewnewspod.com, where we will post links, photos, and tasting notes. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whichever podcast platform you use. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week with more exciting brew news. Cheers. Cheers. Have you ever wondered how you could join the Brew News crew? Well, swing over to patreon.com slash brewnewspod and you can join us. We have three different tiers for all of our patrons. At the logger level, you earn early access to all of our podcast episodes. At the IPA level, you get early access to our podcast episodes, but you get special weekly beer tastings that are done by various members of the crew. And you get special video presentations, including our Beer Miss Special. At the stout level, you get everything you get at the IPA level, but you also get to appear on one episode of the Brew News Pod, and when we have some swag, we'll send some your way. So feel free to swing over to patreon.com slash brewnewspod. That again is patreon.com slash brewnewspod and join the crew.